the award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And, of course, you can get it as a podcast. Just go to Apple Podcasts. I am Chris Murray, your host. Thanks so much for being with us. I hope your weekend's going well. Good program. Interesting top stories. Interesting, although depressing, economic data. Uh, and joining me in just a little bit, a uh, senior fellow from the Heritage Foundation, E.J. Antoni. Uh, he's a, uh, um, a fellow, an expert when it comes to monetary and economic issues. Everybody's using the R word. Throwing it around, recession, are we in one? Is one coming? If so, when? Then, of course, that begs the question, at least in my mind, uh, how far, how deep, how long, you know, those types of things. So we're going to be talking about that. And um, unfortunately, we have a lot of headwind right now um, in various areas. So it'll be something, I think, of interest to have this um, th- this conversation, if you will, if you will. Um, so, you know, one of the things we saw uh, when the virus made its way here from China was um, obviously uh, mandatory draconian lockdowns and restrictions and government overreach, uh, to say the least. And the government decided to be in the business of picking winners and losers, uh, picking um, six foot social distance instead of six foot, six inches, you know, just uh, our, all of that was arbitrary. So um, one of the, you know, there were winners and losers. I mean, look, you couldn't go to the gym, but you could go to the liquor store or like they said, to the strip joints, and some of these other places. So since you couldn't go to the gym, you had a lot of people, of course, who were stuck at home decided that they were going to go on an exercise kick and uh, take better care of themselves. So one of the winners there was Peloton. Uh, Now, since this has all, you know, dissipated and pretty much uh, most Americans, I I think, I hope, I pray, just put it all in the rearview mirror and realized about the the government overreach – and um, the misinformation coming from CDC and Fauci and 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 others, um, you know, those that were winners now they're not. Uh, Peloton announced Tuesday that the company will no longer manufacture their bikes or treadmills here in the United States. So they were a darling, you know, the they were a winner because people couldn't go to the gym, so folks were ordering. Um, these products from Peloton and um, now what they're going to do because they're trying to cut costs is uh, they're going to outsource this manufacturing to Taiwan. So, um, you know, the company is saying that uh, they're trying to simplify their supply chain, which I don't know. Do you buy that? How much more simple is your supply chain if it's not right here In the United States versus thousands of miles away having to come via sea crate container um, that could be interrupted because of, uh, say, a conflict in the South China Sea or whatever it may be. 
So really what you're saying is bye-bye American jobs. Uh, like I said, the products could end up stuck on a sea crate. Um, you had gyms that went out of business. You had, as I mentioned, government picking winners and losers. And these are the types of things that you see. Uh, look, during the early days of the virus, Peloton thrived. Their subscriber base went from like 700,000 to nearly 3 million, I saw at one point. Um, however, you know, people have their back to their freedom and their options, um, and they're, they're, they're able to decide what type of health care and exercise they're going to, um, to participate in again versus being told you have to stay home. Um, and then, again, you know, we see a, a lot of different things going on with this new administration. Um, it's just um, really Obama-Biden 3.0. Uh, third term that we're looking at. Unfortunately, you know, I think the there's even more of a novice base that uh, are making some of the decisions. But one of the things is, um, if you question, debate, um, don't believe, like so many people don't in all of the uh, climate, or I call it weather policy, uh, then you can really find yourself in trouble. And actually, we saw that happen this past week uh, in the financial industry with a prominent HSBC executive, which if you're not familiar with HSBC, this is a bank over in Britain. Uh, it's over 150 years old. They have like $10 trillion in assets. Uh, one of their executives was shunned and forced to resign. So the guy's name is Stuart Kirk. He is a top executive at HSBC, as I mentioned. And he had announced his resignation um, after facing backlash from climate groups. So uh, he was the global head of responsible investments at the bank's asset management business. Uh, he had been uh, suspended after criticizing Central banks, i.e. our Federal Reserve, the European Central Bank, you name it, and regulators for overstating the financial risk of climate change. So he disagrees, which he should, questioned it, which he should. And he was at a Financial Times conference. And uh, unfortunately, the British banker said that um, – you know, he was because of the comments he made, he was forced to uh, to resign. He said that you, these central bankers, when I say that, you know, you think of um, Jerome Powell, um, Janet Yellen, other big um, Christine Lagarde, you know, all the ones that just get recycled through uh, the bureaucracy to carry the water for whoever appointed them. Um got them their jobs, basically. But again, he said that these central bankers are inflating the financial risk of climate crisis um, in an effort to out hyperbole the next guy. Um, so basically, you know, it, it's he's saying that it's being stretched um, and he didn't agree with it. He said investors need not worry about climate risk. Um, 
and again, this guy's been in this position for 25 years, and he said with being in there for that long, there's always some nut job that was always telling him about the end of the world, and we all know that. I mean, we could pull up a 1970s newspaper headline right now, and you're going to get the same stuff. The world's going to end in 10 years or 20 years. You know, take your pick. Um, So, yeah, so they suspended the guy. He announced his uh, resignation on LinkedIn, and it's just really a shame because, you know, one of his quotes was, investing is hard, so is saving our planet. Opinions on both differ, but humanity's best chance of success is open and honest debate. And if companies believe in diversity and speaking up, they need to walk the talk uh, as opposed to firing people. So I give the guy a ton of credit. He he really uh, held the line. HSBC originally had his back, but then they're cowards. They didn't want to get involved in it. Uh, So they kind of left him out there uh, flapping in the wind. And he he saw the writing on the wall and, uh, like I said, announced his um, retirement resignation on LinkedIn. Um, In this same area, what we're seeing now, again, with these narratives, many of them are so false, misleading uh, lies. Um, But a growing number of hosts are leaving a Spanish language radio station after it was bought by a group backed by the uh, uh, the socialist communist George Soros. So uh, one of the guys, Nelson Rubio, announced his resignation from Radio Mambi. That followed um, a lady named uh, Alexandrino and also um, Ubeda. So Radio Mambi has been the voice of Cuban exile, the voice of conservative men and women who defend freedom, democracy, family principles, truth, and faith in God, Rubio said during a press conference down in Miami. And many in that community have felt betrayed by the acquisition of this radio by a company financed by the left liberal extremist George Soros, he said. So these guys are uh, moving over to Americano Media. And um, uh, again, you know, these three hosts, I'm sure there's going to be many others that jump ship. uh, But they're saying that they're being faithful to their principles. They couldn't accept being part of any business associated with these leftist activists and their socialist agenda. Um, this was a $60 million all-cash deal. So, you know, to simplify it, obviously um, the Latino and Hispanic communities are, they have been, and they continue to come over to uh, the conservative base. Uh, these are people traditionally with strong faith in God, Um, They are strong in their belief when it comes to natural marriage. They are strong when it comes to uh, protecting the unborn uh, and and in other ways. Uh, Pro-family, I mean, just and they're seeing that what's going on in um, the Democratic Party, especially the more progressive, the worse it is with uh, critical race theory and um, with the uh, whole gender thing and the the confusion and the mental illness there, um, that they don't want to be part of that. So 
once that was realized, you had Soros and others saying we need to buy these radio stations and control um, what is said on air. So that's just, again, you're going to get lies. Uh, you're not going to get facts. Um, you're going to be misled. So I give these radio hosts a lot of credit for uh, standing up for their principles and trying to protect their families and their communities as best they can. Um, you know, you have people that were exiled from Cuba, and then you you bring in George Soros. They've been there, done that. They've got the T-shirt. They know, you know, how horrific, literally, it is. So um, good for those folks. You know, we had uh, Dr. Ben Carson on uh, back in November on the program here, and he's just he's an he's an amazing person because he's obviously extremely smart, intellectual, uh, talented as a neurosurgeon, uh, a miracle performer with some of the surgeries that he's many of the surgeries that he's done, but he's also he can keep things very simple. And um, that's something that I appreciate about him. Uh, And, you know, he was talking this week in that manner, very simple. He just said it's very clear that the Biden administration doesn't seem to understand basic economics. So Dr. Carson was saying that, you know, these the people who sit there and listen to this administration say, Uh, Don't believe your eyes. Don't believe your ears. Just listen to us. We'll tell you what to think. You're not really feeling all the pain that you think you're having. Everything's actually quite good. He's saying those things and then following up with, you've got to be a moron to believe that stuff is what he said. Now, moron is a strong word for him. Uh, He's very, you know, he's a godly man. He's a good man. Um, And I thought when I was listening to that interview, I thought, wow, he must really internally, even though his voice doesn't change, he must really be getting more and more frustrated, just like all of the other um, Americans that know what's going on and, you know, are having to live through it and and deal with it as opposed to those that are out of touch and um, are in denial. Uh, And part of that is it's, you know, or a lot of it is uh, the people in these positions to make decisions. Um, We're going to talk about the terrible um, inflation information we got this week. But uh, on the heels of that, actually, we heard from Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, again, just another um, regurgitation from the Obama administration, failed policies, um, very, very poor speeches and uh, showing her socialist cards, if you will, didn't keep them as close to the vest as you thought she would have, uh, really got comfortable towards the end there. But she was saying, again, we all know this, but she said, quote, unacceptably high levels of inflation, She's pledging to bring it down, bring down these uh, rising prices is what she was saying. It's the biggest priority, she said, for the Biden administration. So she said that uh, she believes it's appropriate that it's their top priority. 
which, I, I, again, I would think over 300 million people would agree with you. She said, though, so, okay, so she says that. It's our top priority. We're going to bring it down, just like Biden will say. All right, so what? What are you going to do? Well, she said, Janet Yellen said that the White House is hoping to provide relief to American households squeezed by inflation with a reconciliation bill that would or could reduce uh, prescription drug costs and by releasing an unprecedented amount of oil from the nation's emergency stockpile. That's it. That's what she's saying. A a spending bill is going to make inflation better? This is the Treasury Secretary. Strategic Petroleum Reserves draining that? It's reserves for a national emergency. This entire administration and the puppeteers hate America, and they hate the American people. And, you know, again, you can bury your face in the pillow all you want, but you know it's true. We all know it's true. We're all living with it. Um, so what's in that reconciliation bill? <laughs> Weather change. You know they want to – they're trying to – in this reconciliation bill she's talking about that's going to make things all better because inflation's their main priority, carbon border adjustment tax. I don't even know what that means. But I do know that they're also talking about corporate and personal tax increases. That's in there. A fee on methane emissions. Again, another full-blown attack on our uh, livestock, cattle ranchers, dairy farmers, you name it. That's their response to high inflation, which, number one, spending more money we know is going to make it worse. But on top of that, spending more money, that's what they want to spend it on. So you've got Biden kowtowing to the Saudis. You know, they wouldn't take his call, so he had to get on a plane and go over there. Um, You know, begging for more oil production when we have it right here. A couple weeks ago, I was on a conference call with the American Petroleum Institute. And it was really simple. They came out with a plan. I think it was 10 steps of what could be done immediately if the administration would just shut up and get out of the way to provide relief for Americans when it comes to energy costs, which is obviously a the biggest part of the inflation that we're seeing. They, you know what he did? He ignored it. When the CEOs for the biggest oil companies came to Washington, which is very rare to get them all in the same room, he didn't attend the meeting. He went to some stupid wind solar meeting in another part of the White House and pointed at pictures of the windmill like he knew what he was talking about. So he's over there this week groveling. And I thought it was great. The American Petroleum Institute made another offer. Come tour our American energy sites. Come on out. They invited him. Come on out. We'll show you 
not tell you, not chin wagging, will show you how we can produce, produce what's necessary to get us back to energy independence and plummet energy cost. And we'll do it better, faster, and cleaner than any other country in the world that actually does care about Mother Earth. And it was great. I mean, the, the list was very long. I think it was like close to 30 uh, of these uh, folks that signed on to this letter saying, just come out, let us show you, let's educate you. Uh, but unfortunately, I haven't heard of uh, any type of response to that yet. And uh, that's really a shame. The latest white paper we have for you is becoming even more uh, important and more of a necessity Creating your retirement recipe, how interest rates play a role. We've got another interest rate uh, coming from the Federal Reserve uh, because of that inflation I mentioned. This white paper, I think you'll find very interesting and helpful for your financial and retirement planning. Go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. It's right on the homepage. You just click get my copy and it goes right to your uh, email. So uh, we have that for you to add value to your situation, to help you out. Um, and, uh, again, it's, uh, it's complimentary. Just go to murrayfinancialgroup.com, click that button, and, um, it'll get you that report instantaneously to your, uh, to your email. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that economic data and how, uh, it's creating these interest rates that I just alluded to, uh, to increase and what that might mean. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts. You know, we were talking right before the break there quickly. Um, it was This week was just all about inflation. Unfortunately, what we saw was um, the uh, consumer price index, the CPI, came in at a new four-decade high. Exacerbating, you know, um, all of the financial strain for millions of Americans and worsening the political crisis, of course, for uh, the Biden administration. And so the Labor Department said that uh, inflation was up uh, 9.1% from June of 21 to June of 2022. Um, it's the the year over year number was much worse than anticipated. The month over month number was worse was worse. Uh, you'd have to go back to the end of 1981 to see uh, this type of uh, of damage that's being done to the consumer by inflation, gasoline, food. You, it didn't matter. Like I said, you know, diesel fuel, cereal, chicken, milk, you name it. Everything was up. And um, it's it's tearing people to pieces. So um, that was obviously um, unwelcome news. 
we continue. What do we get from the administration? Oh, it's let's blame it on greedy corporations. Let's blame it on supply chain bottlenecks. Let's blame it on, uh, what does he say, uh, Putin's price hikes, trying to get that bumper sticker to work. Um, but people know it's more than that. It's just poor policy, uh, self-imposed, by the way, uh, for the most part. Um, on top of that, we got the um, producer price index, which is a gauge for wholesale inflation. It was terrible. 10.7% was what was expected. 11.3% is what we got year over year. So, you know, at the wholesale level, these businesses have to say, okay, these are our costs. Now, what are we going to do? They're skyrocketing. Can't eat it all. So is that going to impact uh, earnings, which is going to drive uh, the stock market down? Um, are we going to pass all of it or some of it on to the consumer, making it worse for the American people? I mean, I saw this week that the average U.S. worker lost $3,400 in annual income as a result of this inflation since Biden took office. So married couple, you know, working, both parents, $6,800. That was information from E.J. Antoni, who's going to be joining us in just a couple uh, minutes. But he said there are plenty of families that that's more than their food budget for the year. This is uh, this is terrible, and it's got to stop. So, um, again, I, I wish, I pray, the administration would call the American Petroleum Institute as a start. Say, hey, we are going to come out and tour your energy sites and see how we can fix this very, very quickly and take the, uh, the administration's boot off of the American people's neck because that's what needs to happen. Again, the latest white paper is uh, has to do with rising interest rates. We're getting ready to have another uh, increase. So uh, that's happening towards the end of the month. Um, so the white paper we have is creating your retirement recipe, how interest rates play a role. Um, and by the way, if you don't have inflation uh, included in your financial and retirement planning, you're really doing yourself a disservice. So uh, that's something you want to make sure that uh, that is in there um, and and accounted for to make sure that those decades you're going to be in retirement, that they're exactly like uh, you want them to be and they should be. So uh, EJ and Tony on the other side. It's your financial editor with Chris Murray on 930 WFMD.
Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio News 30, no, excuse me, 930 uh, WFMD and also WFMD.com. And uh, as a podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, a little tongue tied this morning uh, and this afternoon. So forgive me for that. Um, and um, really glad to have back a, a guest that uh, was on, I think it was a year or two ago. Mr. E.J. Antoni, and uh, he is a research fellow for regional economics in the Center for Data Analysis at the Heritage Foundation. A couple pieces that uh, Mr. Antoni put out this week really caught my attention. So we wanted to have him back on to kind of get his perspective, his insight uh, as to what's going on right now with the economy um, and just the country in general. Good morning, E.J. How are you? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks. And again, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule uh, to join us. So, um, you know, a lot's changed since we uh, last spoke, like I said, a couple years ago. Unfortunately, for the worse, not for the better. Um, we were talking earlier in the program that the horrific news we got this week on the CPI and the PPI uh, even coming in hotter than uh, the elevated numbers that were expected by economists. Were you surprised to see that? No, not at all. In fact, actually, before the numbers even came out, I was discussing with uh, uh, Vince Colonnese, who's a host here in uh, the Washington, D.C. area, and we were talking about how analysts are really underestimating how much the price of energy affects literally everything we do and everything we buy. And so they were right about the energy prices being elevated. But what they completely missed was the fact that prices everywhere are becoming elevated because, again, energy affects the price of everything else. Yeah. So and like you said, that was a, a huge part of of the increase that we saw in both the CPI and the PPI. Um, again, you know, I was making the, the uh, observation earlier that um, we've got the administration over uh, groveling to the Saudis, basically, when I was so happy to see this week one of the emails I, I constantly get from the American Petroleum Institute. Um, they were just offering uh, the administration, please come visit the energy sites here in America and let us show you what we can do, how well we can do it, and how quickly that would bring down that energy component. Yes, but that's not what this administration is interested in, unfortunately. Uh, the, the priority is not American ascendancy or American energy independence or a burgeoning middle class. Unfortunately, it is all about a so-called green ideology. And anything that does not fit that narrative is going to be excluded. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, and the people, as, as I think is pretty apparent to most folks, the people that can't take it um, are being punished the worst, whether it's the poor, those on fixed income, the single moms out there uh, that are making these very, very hard decisions between energy, you know, filling their car with gas, uh, if it's groceries, if it's a health care visit, uh, rents are going up. You know, the average I saw, the latest average was $2,000 a month, uh, national average. I mean, these are things that are just uh, suffocating people. Oh, absolutely. The, the uh, lower class and middle class are just being absolutely crushed. You know, we oftentimes don't think of inflation as a tax, but that's exactly what it is. It's just a hidden tax. Congress didn't have to vote on it. The president didn't have to sign it. 
but it is still a tax. If you're wondering, where did the government get the six, seven, eight trillion dollars that they spent over the last two years above and beyond what they were spending before? They are taking it out of your hide right now through these higher prices. It is the hidden tax of inflation. And inflation is the most unequal tax of all because it is levied the most unfair of all. Again, it falls primarily on those who do not have assets that will inflate like real estate or stocks. It falls on people whose only savings are in a bank in dollars. Yeah, yeah, ex- ex- exactly. It's so frustrating, and it has been now for you know over a year and a half. Talking with my guest this morning, Mr. E.J. Antoni, he's a, a research fellow uh, at the Heritage Foundation, and he holds master's and doctoral uh, degrees in economics. And, you know, again, that one piece that I saw, you were talking about uh, the average American worker has lost $3,400 in annual wages under Biden and uh, a married couple, uh, both parents working, uh, $6,800. How did you come to that number? I'm sure people would want to know that. Well, this administration is very fond of citing the nominal wage increases that Americans have seen during the last 18 months. And actually, that part of the narrative is true. People are earning more money now than they were in January of 2021 on average. But prices have risen so much faster than earnings that what you can actually buy with your paycheck every week or every two weeks has dropped dramatically. I mean, we're talking more than 6%. So, again, going back to this idea, inflation is a hidden tax. The, the Biden administration has essentially levied a 6% tax on your income, your savings, your investments, everything. So once you adjust, again, for those prices, what you find is that the average worker is down almost $3,400 in the equivalent of annual income. And as you rightly pointed out, Chris, if you have the typical family where both parents work, and if they're both making that average income, now we're not talking 3400 we're talking 6800 I mean, that's more than a lot of families spend on, on food and vacations put together. Yeah. So no wonder the economy is shrinking. No wonder corporate earnings are declining. People cannot afford to buy what they used to. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, I was uh, talking earlier in the program. It was so frustrating that uh, Janet Yellen earlier this week, um, you know, said that uh, while overseas, that inflation is the administration's top priority and they're going to do um, whatever they need to do to bring it down. And in particular, she referenced the uh, reconciliation bill. Well, when I looked into the reconciliation bill, I mean, there's so much um, unnecessary spending. She talked about prescription drugs. And I don't know why, but she referenced um, the unprecedented uh, drawdown of our strategic petroleum reserve uh, like that was a good thing. I mean, how do these people how do they get these jobs and function uh, in such a, a poor way? You know, that that's a really, really great question. And it speaks to just how broken uh, the American political atmosphere is today. And, you know, on, on the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, one of the dirty little secrets of the infrastructure bill was hidden deep within those hundreds, if not thousands of pages, was that the, uh, the government is actually required to sell off some of the Strategic Reserve. How on earth 
you are helping the infrastructure of the nation by decreasing a strategic asset is beyond me. And yet there it is enshrined in statute. So some of what the president is doing right now isn't even because of energy prices being elevated, because right now we don't have a shortage of crude. We have a shortage of refining capacity, which is why it has not affected the price at the pump. But some of what the president is doing again, has nothing to do with what's going on in oil markets. It has to do with what was in the infrastructure bill. But as far as more government spending goes, to your first question, Chris, again, we have to go back to this idea that inflation is fundamentally a tax. No tax in the history of the world was ever reduced by the government spending more money. If you want to reduce a tax, you have to reduce government spending. Inflation is caused by the government spending, borrowing, and printing too much money, and that's it. So if you reverse those things, you will reverse inflation. And just throwing more fuel on the fire is, I mean, this is literally the arsonist pretending to be the fireman and filling the fire hose with gasoline. It is just idiotic beyond measure. Yeah, for sure. And again, uh, very, very frustrating um, for the, uh, you know, the, the, the your basic American who has common sense, street sense, can look at these decisions and say, as I've said before, I could have a third grader come up with better policy. When the Federal Reserve says we have a 2% uh, inflation target, and you let it, even if it got to double that, you know you need to start doing something. And, of course, uh, they were MIA as well. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with my guest, Mr. E.J. Antoni. And um, he uh, wrote a really good article this week. Uh, Democrats could make a recession even worse. That R word has been thrown around, obviously, a lot. So we'll get his, uh, his input there as well. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFNB at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, uh, just go to Apple Podcasts and you can catch it there. Thanks so much for being with us today. Appreciate it, as always. My guest this morning, uh, Mr. E.J. Antoni. He is a uh, research fellow for regional economics in the Center for Data Analysis at the Heritage Foundation, focuses on fiscal and monetary policy. So, um, you know, th this piece that you did this week, uh, EJ, uh, that I mentioned, Democrats could make a recession worse. Before I have you answer that, um, what's your take on recession? Are we in one? Is one coming? If so, when, how deep, how long? What's your uh, your guesses on that? Oh, well, Chris, we are most likely in a recession already. Uh, I think the latest inflation data for the month of June, which is the last month of the second quarter, I think that really sealed the deal. It was the last nail in the coffin for the second quarter being negative in terms of GDP growth. The reason that's important is because the traditional uh, definition 
before a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth. And GDP, how we measure economic growth, was already negative in the first three month of, months of the year, the first quarter. So we'll have that, again, that textbook definition. Um, this has been a, a bit of a weird lead up to a recession because we've had so much job growth. But a lot of that just has to do with the fact that we are still trying to make up for all of the job losses from during the pandemic. We are still not back to pre-pandemic levels. And now that we've seen corporate earnings really take a hit, we are going to see the hiring scaled back. And eventually, not only is the hiring going to slow down, it's going to turn into layoffs. So we'll have that to look forward to uh, in the coming months. As far as how long the recession lasts, that's a very good question. And a lot of it is dependent on the Federal Reserve. And unfortunately, that has essentially become impossible to predict. And I'll, I'll give you just one example of that. The meeting before the Federal Reserve decided to raise their key interest rate by 75 basis points, the chairman of the Federal Reserve declared that that exact move was off the table. And this is the same Federal Reserve that literally for over a year when they should have been raising rates was too busy wandering into these, these uh, fields outside of its expertise and spouting off these left-wing talking points about diversity and climate change and equity and all of this other nonsense that, that it just has no business getting involved in. Yeah, and and uh, again, you go back to the Obama administration. I had mentioned when Janet Yellen was uh, in charge at the Fed, you started to really see that. She started to show her cards and in uh, prepared remarks was bringing up some of those buzzwords, and it's gotten uh, just much worse for sure. Um, so a couple, I guess a month ago, I had on uh, Bill Dunkelberg, the chief economist from uh, the NFIB, and we were talking. And by the way, that report came out this week and small business sentiment plunged to a 48 year low, the lowest they've ever had. Uh, and a lot of it is inflation. Um, but he was just saying how how tough it is on small businesses. Do you think that this, uh, you know, this current climate is just as hard on medium and large size businesses or is a small business owner, the backbone of this country, really taking the brunt of it? So right now, the small business owner, it appears, is, is taking the brunt of it. However, again, like we're starting to see now with so many misses on corporate earnings for these larger businesses, we are seeing what basically the data has been warning us now, literally ever since Biden took office. So, you know, we, we talk a lot about the consumer price index, which tries to measure the prices that you and I pay. But there's another index called the producer price index, and that measures the prices that businesses are paying. And we usually call that wholesale inflation. Well, that has actually been higher than the consumer price index literally for every single month of Biden's presidency. In other words, all of this talk from the administration about corporate greed causing inflation, right, these, these evil, greedy businessmen, it's all a bunch of nonsense. They've actually been eating costs instead of passing along the full freight to consumers. And again, we are starting to see that borne out now as an earnings recession, where earn, corporate earnings are going down. I mean, some of these misses have been huge. So, again, this administration just has absolutely no idea what they are talking about when it comes to inflation. I mean, among other things, but inflation especially. And I, at this point, I have no idea whether it's just sheer incompetence or malice. But at the end of the day, I'm not sure the effect is very different.
Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I agree. It's it's intentional. Um, I mean, I know a lot of these people are novices, and as uh, Dr. Ben Carson said earlier this week in an interview, you know, they just think you're a moron with the uh, the way they talk to you. That you know, your eyes don't see what you think they see, your ears don't hear what you think, you know. And he said, if people believe that, they're a moron. Which for Dr. Carson, that's a, a strong word. I mean, he's uh, he was a guest on the program uh, end of last year. And as everybody knows, he's extremely talented, uh, gifts from God with uh, as a neurosurgeon, but also did a great job uh, as HUD secretary. And he's always calm and collect, but you can even sense that he's getting frustrated and starting to move the needle a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's it's uh, it's particularly frustrating, Chris, to your point, when people in this administration are speaking like this. And we're not even talking about a topic that's relatively meaningless. We're talking about something that is destroying people's financial lives. And they throw out these garbage lines about how, oh, we are transitioning the economy. Transitioning? Are you kidding me? I mean, that's that's like saying an iceberg transitioned the Titanic into a submarine. This is just utter nonsense. And it again, it speaks to their, in my opinion, contempt for the American people, for the average American family who is suffering so much right now by the hands of this administration's policies. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, EJ. Uh, And uh, folks, uh, we're out of time, but uh, if you want to read more and learn more um, about uh, EJ Antoni's work, just go to heritage.org and uh, you can check out his latest pieces, uh, again, on fiscal and monetary policy. And uh, just stay in the know so uh, you're well-informed as opposed to, uh, you know, like Dr. Ben Carson said, just being led down that false path and, and being fooled. EJ, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. I know you're really busy, um, so I enjoy talking to you again, and I uh, hope you have a great weekend. Chris, likewise, thank you for having me on. All right. Enjoy the rest of your uh, weekend. And, um, again, go to heritage.org, and uh, it's E-J-A-N-T-O-N-I, Antoni. And uh, you can get a lot of good information. And, again, the one piece that he wrote, uh, it it hit the Daily Caller uh, earlier this week. That prompted my invitation uh, to EJ to join us again to uh, get that insight, which is always Uh, really good. So I appreciate him and his time. Um, And uh, I hope you have a good rest of the weekend. As I mentioned, our latest white paper, Creating Your Retirement Recipe, How Interest Rates Play a Role. We're getting ready to get another interest rate increase. Uh, So I would suggest you uh, grab this this complimentary white paper. Just go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. It's right on the homepage. Click the download button and it goes directly to your uh, to your email and um, it's it's not long. It's four pages. And I think that uh, you'll appreciate uh, just the common overview of the subject. And to tell you the truth, the importance when we do our financial and retirement plans, as we have for clients over the last 33 years, um, you always have to make sure you're including inflation. Uh, now, right now, it's really popular to talk about, but it's something that even when it's a boring subject, 
you have to take into consideration. So uh, the first step is getting that uh, that white paper. Go to murrayfinancialgroup.com. And then uh, that does it for us. I will uh, talk with you on the Morning News Express with Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick. That's 550, 6.50, 7.50 a.m. Every weekday morning we have a live uh, conversation uh, about what's going on in the world of business and finance. And then we'll be back here um, next Saturday for another uh, one-hour program of the Your Financial Editor program. So I uh, hope you have a great rest of the weekend. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success. He's bound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. News Radio 930. WFMD Frederick. A connoisseur media radio station. 7 o'clock.